the ancient Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun has been a cultural icon for almost a hundred years. That's since his relatively untouched tomb was uncovered in 1922, shedding light on that era of Egyptian history and culture. An exhibit highlighting King Tut's reign and tomb is on display now at the Cranbrook Institute of Science in Bloomfield Hills through September 3rd. WDET will do a Facebook Live event today at noon from the exhibit. Check it out on our Facebook page. You can get a tour with Cranbrook Curator of Collections Cameron Wood right from the comfort of your chair along with WDET's social media team. Wood recently spoke with Detroit Today producer Jake Neer about the exhibit. The exhibit is currently on display and will be on display through September 3rd of this year. It does consist of a large amount of material. I will tell you that the Tutankhamun material that came with the exhibition is replica material from the tomb that was all handcrafted, actually in the same general area that the originals were made uh, a couple thousand years ago. It is supplemented with actual artifacts from our own collection, as well as a loan of several objects from the Detroit Institute of Arts. So you will see a mixture of replica material and a supplement of actual artifacts, not only from Tutankhamun's particular dynasty, but earlier and later dynasties as well. So my understanding is that when it comes to King Tut's legacy here, uh, the, the it is less about his actual reign uh, in Egypt than it is about the actual artifacts that were recovered from his tomb. Is that cur- is that a fair statement? Yeah, that's absolutely a fair statement. Um, he was a minor king in the long scope of Egyptian history. He was kind of like a, a Grover Cleveland or a William Henry Harrison kind <laughs> of pharaoh, one might say. He ruled technically only for a few years, coming to power ostensibly when he was eight years old. He was, of course, handled by regents, really, and he died at around the age of 18. So his reign was brief, and he's really more noted for being the end of an era started by his father, and the fact that because his tomb had been relatively undisturbed, all the treasures that had been found within, which was a totally new phenomenon at the time, It was discovered in 1922 and really is still the single greatest uh, burial find in ancient Egyptian history. So when those uh, artifacts were recovered, I mean, I think a lot of people who maybe lived uh, maybe in the earlier part of the 20th century, there was this big cultural expression, this big cultural interest in uh, King Tut, and then, of course, sort of reemerged when uh, exhibits started, uh, the Steve Martin on SNL and, and all these things. For, for a younger generation, uh, you know, who maybe didn't live through these sort of uh, cultural uh, moments of interest in King Tut, how do you explain to, to, to younger folks, you know, why this matters, why uh, his tomb was so uh, interesting and, and noteworthy? <laughs> Well, interestingly enough, the the very young still have just um, almost an instinctive interest in it. We had a wonderful guest speaker here for our members' night opening a couple of months ago, and all the good questions from the audience were from seven, eight, nine, ten year olds. Um, I think there's just there's a certain fascination with Egyptian culture that that starts young, and there always has been. You're quite right in that for younger kids today, King Tutankhamun's just always been there. And so it is a bit of a challenge to get across what a media sensation it was. And I think, too, it was important when it was discovered. When it was discovered in 1922, 
it was really maybe the first time that between radio and if not television, at least newsreel footage that you might have seen at the movies and wide circulation of newspapers and, and magazines made it what you might call a pop cultural event. And you're right, it did certainly sweep the nation and the world in 1922. And again in the 70s when a number of the actual artifacts from his tomb first toured the United States. And that's what, of course, prompted Steve Martin to, to do a shtick that all of us old folks remember so well. <laughs> um, and, and so when it comes to the actual importance of the artifacts, what was it about them that was so, in you know, that, that shed uh, so much light on uh, Egyptian culture in that era of ancient Egypt? It was interesting simply because while there had been scattered burial finds and, and to some extent descriptions of what one should find in a burial, it was really, for all intent and purpose, having it all there and complete, albeit not in the grand format that, that such burials once had existed elsewhere. Um, all of the materials there, with a few exceptions that were likely stolen immediately after his interment so many years ago, were still there. And so it was a very close to complete panoply of what a pharaoh would have been buried with, whereas in all the other cases, just due to robberies and thefts and the political fortunes and winds of change many, many centuries ago, all the other um, pharaoh's tombs were essentially stripped and in many cases relocated. So even though he wasn't a great pharaoh in his day and his tomb was frankly a bit of a hastily constructed uh, borrowing because he died so young, it, it, nothing else has been found that ever found that was so complete. And even though it was a rush job in a way, they actually put in some remarkable material, much of which now is believed to have actually been intended for other burials and repurposed in essence to serve for his burial. Oh, that's really interesting. Why, why would that have been? Are there theories on, on why that would have been? Yes, as I say, he, he died young. There's been a lot of scientific investigation over many years as to what his exact cause of death is. And the current leading theory is infection resulting from a broken leg, complicated by him suffering from several different strains of malaria. So while ideally a, a pharaoh would come to power and have his entire reign to get his burial chambers ready, he evidently died rather suddenly, and so the priest in charge of his interment were under a time pressure. You had to get a pharaoh interred in so many days. So he's interred in a tomb that is rather small, and it's evident that a number of the artifacts that he was buried with were repurposed. In some cases, um, uh, signatures or, or hieroglyphics denoting who's in there having literally been scratched out and replaced with his. Um, there's also an interesting theory that the famous golden death mask, of which Ruff goes on display, is not him at all, but his stepmother Nefertiti. And there you're kind of stepping into all the interesting political machinations that had taken place really before his time that he was something of an innocent bystander for. Okay, that was Cranbrook Institute of Science Curator of Collections, Cameron Wood, speaking with Detroit Today producer Jake Neer. Cranbrook's exhibit, Tutankhamun, Wonderful Things from the Pharaoh's Tomb, is on display now through September. Make sure to check out WDET's exclusive tour of the exhibit on Facebook Live today at 
noon. And remember that the show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, is coming to Detroit June 15th, 7.30 p.m. at the Fox Theater. WDET members should look for an email from us on Monday morning with a special pre-sale opportunity. Tickets go on sale a week from today. Uh, next week, big conversations on store in store for Detroit Today. We're going to talk about the social impact of the Cold War with John Dingle. We'll talk to filmmaker Ken Burns, and we'll talk to Doris Kearns Goodwin about the Trump administration. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back on Monday. I hope you will, too. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Our associate producers are Aaron Allen, Gus Navarro, and Addie Wallace. And Detroit Today's wonderful theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. See you on Monday.